0: Are we on the Tay? Yes, we are, because that's the name of the show. Welcome, I'm Sam DeLove, and this is our Children of Airtay after show, where I am joined by an embarrassment of riches tonight, though I'm told they prefer to be called Lauren Urban, Jen Kretschmer, and Hope Lavelle, respectively. Thank you all so much for joining me, and please tell these fine folks all about yourselves while I gaze on adoringly, starting with Hope.
2: Ah, me? Okay. Um, what do I normally say? I don't know. Okay, hi, I'm Hope. You can follow me on the socials at the Hope Lavelle. Uh. Yeah, that works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lauren? Brevity, it's the soul of wit. I'm going to follow this example. Hi, I'm Lauren. You can find me on the socials as Oba Lauren.
3: <laughs> Thank you. And hi, I'm Jen. You can find me on the show as DreamWisp. <laughs> i started and your comic
0: interviewees tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. I must suspend my admiration for just a moment because I couldn't possibly ghost our sponsors, including idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms, we are giving away two codes. You can type code in chat for a free electrum chest in game. There's Die hard Dice. They per Purveyors of the finest of clicky quacky math rocks. Use code Airtay at checkout for a ten percent discount. We will be doing a giveaway in chat during the stream. And Simonscape, because Epic Games require Epic Music, which may or may not contain raindrops on roses and or
1: whiskers on kittens. Well, this show that, is a I'll few of you. my favorite things.
0: Ah, oh, see, I have a few right here. <laughs> But if you want to watch these favorites and have a question of your own, like, when exactly is the right time to take a rest so we don't get absolutely bodied in combat, you can do that by asking your question with question in all caps.
3: Anytime before diving into combat. (laughs) Anytime. Mm. Mm. Probably complete
1: the fifth.
3: Let's
0: let's just roll on into that. How are you feeling right now? I'm sensing a little bit of tension in the team. How's it going? How are you feeling? How many resources are there here, actually? Are we going in good and strong? Uh, I, I, I know, Hope. I know. Uh,
1: okay, so to be honest, like I haven't used up too many resources because we were incredibly lucky during that battle like everything went our way that could have gone our way. I think what what we're all a little nervous about is, and I'm looking at it right now, which is why I keep looking off screen, I should stop looking at that, is how injured we were at the end of that. But uh, I can only speak for myself when I say that when we came back and then went to, through the portal with Ivy, I got, um, like Neb, very distracted by, ooh, shiny new place. And by the time I realized that maybe I should have taken a short rest, we were being attacked by water. So that's me. I'm as, lo- as long as I don't die, I'm okay for stuff.
2: As long as I don't
3: die, I oh, pay- I am oh. I I am my own stuff for for some things. <laughs> 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 um, but for other things that stuff is gone really quickly so um and and i was pretty beat up after the last fight as well so yeah i'm kind of in a similar boat where if i survive uh that would be great (laughs) survival is the ideal yeah the goal the goal is to get through this
0: hope have you overtaken uh, Lauren for most death saves. Most nope. Times down into the death. Saves. Not even
3: close. No. <laughs> Are you tracking? It? Wait, that was, that was a really fast answer. Just, I don't. I don't think anybody even needs to track it. It's it's it's. La- Lauren has a gold medal right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, or is it, does or or like is it the gold medal or is it like the participation prize? <laughs> like <laughs> which end of the spec? I don't know.
3: Is it the red medal? Uh
1: i'm sure there's people out in chat who have also been counting uh but but i will say um robin has had uh, a lot more close calls recently than neb yeah
2: robin's a little squishy so um i think what it is is that robin just likes to be in the spot where things happen (laughs) (laughs) you know i i'm trying to play robin as a protector and therefore throwing myself into danger throwing robin into danger is kind of what she does she's like hey hey look at me look at me don't look at them look at me kind of thing even though i'm not a tank she still wants to protect
3: was robin ever a flight attendant because i i wonder if she did she was she No, she wasn't. She was a. That's the reason she doesn't know the 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 put on your own oxygen mask first. that was
1: a beautiful setup. (laughs) Oh my goodness,
3: it's true.
1: There you go. There you go. I'm here for it.
0: Wait a bit. I hope you were about to say. I felt like there was something starting with. But she was a.
2: (laughs) She was a biplane. Um, uh, uh, flyer was pilot thank you yeah biplane pilot so she never really did like commercial airline but yeah she she did like uh farm farm planes and stuff uh crop crop dusters and stuff are we surprised that robin did the
1: cooler version of the thing (laughs) (laughs) really (laughs) it really shouldn't be
2: by now
0: i just wow how how can one person be so cool this is my interview question. This it's, is my official interview. Robin. It's Hattie. called
2: We Play a Game of Imagination. We can do whatever we want. So I just made like this amazing character. The, <laughs> the real remember. answer
3: is because it's hopeless playing her. Oh, <laughs> That's really
0: true. I mean, you know, you can't have a character more socially acute than your capacity to pick up on a thing. Likewise, you know. A character's awesome is going to ultimately be bottlenecked by the player's awesome, in my <laughs> opinion. You can instantiate backstory and say, that makes equal, cool, but I
1: I think it takes the player.
2: Aw, shucks. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Takes one to know one.
1: <laughs> Digital admiration society, go! <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, it is the first in a sequence of fights on our way into this new realm that involved wrapping out a major milestone for the party. You put the mirror together. Right? People went out of the mirror. Like, the TV in the ring, I think. Maybe. Right? Was this where you thought you would be at that point? Putting the mirror together. Did you think you that would be the end of things and now you're smack dab in the middle?
2: Or? Okay. When we started this game i swear i thought the whole like the map the, this map of the train i thought that was the game like i thought that was the end like if we we make it back around we get all the shards the game is over so i was like let's draw this out as long as possible and then i find that you know that was just the beginning i was like oh my gosh, there's so much more uh, I was really, really blown away by that. I'm good I'm Not just me. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to remember what I thought before we got a lot of information. Because there there was a point fairly early on, or <laughs> ish on, in where we realized that like putting the the mirror together might give us options. Um, but that it wasn't necessarily the end to end. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I was expecting a fight, uh, to happen until like the episode beforehand. Like the whole time I really thought it was going to be, a. I I thought leading up to it, that it was going to be kind of a heavy role play moment because all of our characters have been talking leading up to there about, okay, we're going to put the last shard in. And this is potentially the way that we get a chance to go home if we want to. Is this the choice point in where you're you're going home? So I kind of thought up until it became obvious, oh no, we're gonna lock horns of the bull, that we're gonna put the shard in and then free Ivy and then have the come to Erte or come home or come wherever you're gonna go moment. So what happens next? Um, I'm not upset at all about what happened because I think it's super cool. But but it was, if you had asked me three, four months ago, I would not have expected a fight.
3: Yeah, I I don't, I didn't have a ton of expectations to be completely honest. I don't, I try not to presuppose. I I say this as the weird compulsive puzzle solver um, where I'm always thinking ahead in some ways, but in terms of what is going to happen, I... I don't, I don't plan that much ahead in terms of, like, I didn't have a ton of expectations. I had, I think I had more suspicion of Ivy, um, but I didn't know where the mirror was going to lead. Um, And I I guess once we found out about the rulers, I figured we would probably have to go check out each of those realms. Otherwise, yeah, I don't, I don't really feel like I had expectations of where this was going to go because it, there isn't anything that would have given us those expectations. Like if we, if we had gotten, if we weren't reading, you know, a Hans Christian Andersen book and we had something that sort of plotted like a completely original story that we had been given, that gave us a course of a story, I might have expected to hold closer to that. Um, but because that's not how it worked out, I I had no real plan. We that's we a long start... answer for I had no clue.
1: <laughs> well, it it's been what two years of so far of this game. So there's a lot to kind of ruminate on. I I think we didn't really have enough hard not evidence, but like knowledge to go on of what could possibly happen, until somewhere between um, between the town with the zombies and Pivum. right? Because like Pivum Pivum like helped us answer a couple of questions. At that point, we knew we could talk to Ivy at two thirteen, and so we were able to get a we were able to get her story. There was like there was like a a month in where it was just like lore dump galore, and I think. <laughs> it It was amazing, but it was also like it took us a while to parse through all of that. and um, I mean, it was delicious. I loved it. It was great, but it was a lot. And so,
3: yeah, I, we we haven't come across a lot of people to talk to or resources that gave us world lore um to use as a as a way to frame things and set up expectations until until we hit pivum um. So even with Ivy, it was such a limited amount of time to get any information. Yeah, um, Like for me, that really tempered my sense of what, uh, not tempered, I, that's the wrong word, but um, it made me not anticipate the same way I would have if I had more information to work off of.
1: I mean, that's one of the many reasons, it's not high on the list, but it's one of the many reasons that Neb tries to talk to everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it will continue even though now we probably have actual people that are going to be talking to us. But like literally that was kind of part of the impetus of I'm going to talk to this animal. I'm going to talk to this plant. I'm going to talk to this rock. It was like someone may have answers to something. Also, it's Neb. But like that was one of the reasons of, of like maybe maybe this is the tree we'll get answers from. No tree's And just
3: Maeve's, Maeve's skill at, is talking to people and and I say people as in people plural. I think Maeve Maeve talking to person is not great. Maeve kind of one-on-one, but when Maeve can sort of play people off of each other and sort of use social systems, that's where she can really get a lot of information. Um, And in terms of how I've built the character, that's what she's always been sort of set up to do. Um, and we have not had anything where that's been an option yet. We we have not met a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, the the places I would normally glean and the ways I would normally try and glean information for Maeve aren't, have not been options yet. Yet. But when you get us st- to, like, if we end up in a place that has lots of people and armies and, you know, factions that she can try and you know, play against one another and things like that. That's, that's going to be, I think, where it'll be really, it'll start to get interesting um, in terms of the social dynamics. Maybe, I don't know.
0: Well, and now we're in a new realm with plenty of people.
2: Oh,
1: fish. We're calling them back or we're going to go up top and talk to dead people. I mean, both of those things can happen soon. We're going to have a lot of people to talk to.
0: That's the hope. But before I scoot too far past talking to every plant and animal as potential exposition vehicles, uh, what do you think you slash Neb most want to talk to that you haven't yet?
1: Oh, jeez. Poor Deb has had to create so many characters on the fly out of inanimate objects. Um...
0: Look, we got Nicholas out of speaking with animals. Mm-hmm. None of us are, have, like, just, it's just too good to not.
1: What have I not had a chance to talk to? Um, Neb wants to talk to the, the moose more. Or, the and, and Lauren and Neb feel the same way. Uh, we want to be the facilitator for for Rusa and the moose to have a discussion. Like... I talked to Alicia about that actually, about like how I I would want to help play that out role-playing wise of like, have Neb start to be the translator, but then I it would just be like, hey, I'm translating, and then let them just have a conversation together. Um, so yeah, I think getting, getting more than run, I'll take care of this. Uh, it would have also been nice to figure out what the giant thing, crashing through the forest that killed all the wolves was. Um, Neb is more upset at whatever that was than I am. So I don't know if she would have talked quite so much, but we never got a chance to talk to to that being, uh, uh, who knows, we may be able to come back to to the Vale at some point, but... I, guess.
3: I think I guess. that's probably yeah. something we'll run into later. I, Maybe. I like
1: or well, that, I, I could see us having a reason... We don't exactly know for sure, but I got the sense that in order to hop between these four realms, that the veil is the connection point. And so- Unless we
3: find a scribe.
1: True, true, unless we find a scribe, so.
0: Well, that said, we are in Tiver for the time being in that kind of quest locked zone after having left the veil vale map and uh our own demiplane rpg uh wanted to ask whether there was anything before you got yourself quest locked uh that you wish you could have gone and done in the veil vale and explored more other than apparently the the great mystery
2: i this might sound weird but I really would have liked to complete the circle and seen what the train station would have looked like when we got there. Interesting.
3: Yeah. Same, same. I was really curious about that. I kind of was hoping that cutting through the woods would get us there, mm. you know, that we could have completed that path we were on. <clears throat> Interesting. Cause I think each of the train stations were really different, excuse me. <clears throat> Each of the train stations were really different and really interesting. Mm-hmm. This is post DMing voice.
1: <laughs> no, that's no, fine. I never even thought about that. I think in the back of my head, making it back to the station was essentially the the decision to go home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like oh I, of course I'm not gonna go back to the the station Neb doesn't want to go back she wants to you well, in this world oh, I, see, I'm not
3: for me not the the starting station the 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 last the last in the circuit but not the not oh. not the
2: the full loop
3: well yeah for me for me the full loop because
2: oh, you, full loop. I think it would have been a really cool story moment to either get there and there be nobody and like. To be still in the veil but just kind of feel this emptiness of like the world is not here or for that to be where we put the final shard in and have a story point of like now we have to make this decision go through the portal or whatever that takes us back to the real world or continue on and say goodbye to that world and physically have to step away from it you know
3: oh interesting that that station is always ha- sort of the point of transit yeah Yeah, that's interesting. I like that.
1: It's a beautiful sentiment, whether whether it's the way it could have gone or not. I like that idea a lot. I and I honestly never had even thought about that. So Mm -hmm. that would have been cool. Although we're we're without a train now, so it would have been a little weird.
3: (laughs) Whoops. Yeah, I was the the other rail yard. Hmm. I would have liked to finish exploring the train. Um since we never actually finished that. Did, did we ever or, find wasn't the there silver? the silver? Nope. No. Nope. We were I mean, bad I about had exploring my the train. theory about it. But yeah, we we sort of we sort of ignored that and I was really curious what other things and information were aboard the train. Yeah. I mean Mhm. I wasn't expecting to lose the train.
2: (laughs) That was wild. I still can't get over that. Yeah. Oh, that literally turned things upside down. It was.
1: (sighs) I. You know what though we we're we're talking about all these regrets, and in a way, I actually like that we have these regrets. Uh, I think it's it's super cool that this isn't that we were able to finish out the quest log before going on to chapter two because like wanting that, that feels real to me. And then it also feels like that's why the stuff that we did felt so important, you know,
3: like choices matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so it's, it's the, Oh, it'd be nice to know, but it's more of an academic sense, I think Mm -hmm. than actually wanting to go and like do the check mark and finish the quest. So,
2: no i think that was the moment when i was like holy cow i mean that avalanche that happened where we were under you know underground and that really hit me it's like oh my god we could die like it felt like the stakes were so real you know because they are for our characters you know this isn't just like a oh you hit zero points and then somebody heals you and you come back or blah 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 i mean this really felt like oh there's no coming back from this if you mess up or if you make the wrong choice and then the train being gone it's like wow there are real consequences so uh it i've never played a game like this before
0: you know until you talked about losing the train i don't think i quite put together Deb's twists on D and D tropes. You started off on that train by spending a good session and a half fighting a door, and then the adventure literally went off the rails. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never quite caught how how perfectly on the nose it is. I admit. I wish I. I wish I could get Robin that photo from her
1: trunk. Right, like Neb is in the back of my head, so upset. Well, she doesn't know, Lauren knows that Neb is so upset because Lauren Lauren knows that photo is there, but I don't think Neb does. And yeah, in that moment of like, well, she of course she would grab the quilt because that makes the most sense for what we need. But like, oh, it breaks my heart.
0: <laughs> it was very good gaming choice, a very mature gaming choice. And so then ends up breaking my heart and like, a good way but anything else anyone misses on the train not just like we couldn't just explore it anymore but also like obviously silas's towels are are lost (laughs) to time Uh, but anything else any of y'all had
2: you know i have to say that uh i actually I don't know if I should, I don't know if I'm allowed to unveil. I feel like Adam has already talked about this, but he had like a ton of D4s. Silas has a ton of D4s in his back or in his backpack that I think he lost uh, that he was going to use to like throw down on the ground for like enemies to step on. And so I thought it was such a creative little idea. And I don't think he ever got to do
3: that. I think he does have them because he has his dice sets. Oh, does he? He has. I dice. think so. He I has don't got the think dice he has bits. the
0: mechanical d fours because he did talk about them last month when he was okay. Oh, okay. So it okay. isn't as so it all good. It's all good. He... Uh, yeah. But we did also at the same time note just how many dice he still had on hand. So the question is, can, <laughs> can you kind of make a little subset from having enough dice to supply all y'all? Just on hand. Not mm. in the stuff. Not in the trunk or anything. Just he's a guy who brings dice with him everywhere. And <laughs> I love him for that. Thank mm-hmm. you. So much. Representing yeah. the dice goblins everywhere. That hard dice. I'm
1: trying to
0: think, yeah, I think
1: th- any stuff.
3: Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I mean there there All the books. I mean I just I, I for me it's a lot of things that it's like you don't know what you need, and having a train is an amazing resource. And there's the fact that train had existed for as long as it had, that that sort of, you know, that it was almost, um, it it was vintage. Um, And that it's gone is, I think there's something, I think Maeve is a little nostalgic, Um, and the idea of something that had got had lasted that long no longer being in the world is a little sad to her. That's
0: a little sad to me. I haven't thought of that. Mm-hmm. Lauren, you were gonna mention something for whether or not Neb had stuff.
3: Oh, is
1: I, I don't think she has anything physical, at least of the stuff that she brought on the train. Cause like all the stuff that she would, the vast majority of the stuff that kind of means something to her at this point is stuff she's picked up along the way. Like there's the practical stuff like clothing. Um, and she's got a, a few little things, but like I, I just did a quick look through my inventory of, okay, what, what would she be upset to lose? And honestly, it's the stuff we've picked up in, in uh the veil it's the polaris mug it's the straight razor and the leather sharpening strap it's the tiny little number 18 crowbar it's the book of the wildlife that she got so like and i don't know if that's uh, that was totally an unintentional on my part but that also kind of makes sense for her in that she'd be she'd be okay with just leaving so much of her old life behind um she, I think, yeah, she misses the train itself as a, as a home. Um, but as far as the stuff goes. Nah.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about some stuff or friends or we made along the way. Let's talk about the doll army. Yes. <laughs> what in spite of all of the things one could do when confronted by a doll army. <laughs> Here, hop in my bag. I admit, provincial though I might be, that that one was new to me. What inspired it and
2: what are you gonna do? Well, okay. So Deb and I had a conversation after Robin had put on the necklace about you know, treasure hunting and what that means to different people. And she said, what does treasure mean to Robin? And it's not quite conventional treasure. You know, yes, sure. She likes the, when wearing the necklace, the shinies will pop out as shinies, but there's something more sentimental about the things that she covets. So, you know, the the dolls that look like the doll she had from her aunt or whatever it is, uh, those look like treasure to her. So that kind of played into the all of these things are special. They're special. They're treasure. So uh, I'm going to take them because that was how I had to play it with the the necklaces. If I see treasure, I got to try and get it. So, yeah, but now that I don't have the necklace, it's kind of like <laughs> it's like I personally wanted to get rid of them. But um, Deb had other ideas, I guess, because she was like, nope, the dice say you're keeping them we'll deal with them eventually
0: (laughs) i'm sure nothing will go wrong (laughs) robin's doll army Mm
2: -hmm. and you know what let me check the character sheet robin is not really charismatic so it's kind of like uh when it comes time to like persuade the dolls to do something it it probably won't go well like i would love the idea of spilling them out and being like go attack the bad guy uh but you know that's just gonna all come down to a roll and i don't know if uh we're gonna be lucky enough but either way it'll create some chaos and that, that that'll be fun
1: I wonder if you could pull them out one by one and throw them at things like, <laughs> like, you know, nutcracker go and then like just throw it at a creature that we're trying to attack.
2: That sounds amazing. All right. Only if it then
1: attacks them and not turns around and attacks us. Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: Once again, the persuasion.
1: <laughs> well, that's what the throwing arm is for, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> if a fastball special, then no charisma check.
1: There you go. You need Feruza to go and grab a nutcracker and then
0: toss it. <laughs> right, because she's not going to toss her own nutcracker.
1: Nope.
0: The fuchsia nutcracker is staying right here. But the rest of the doll army, I mean, the paper might be kind of like throwing a paper plane.
2: Oh, yeah. Just fold them up. Oh, that's great. I got to use right. that. <laughs> You know, back in my day, I won a paper airplane contest. (laughs) You know, who knows? I'm in, I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records for the farthest throw.
3: (laughs) That's awesome. Who knows? Who knows? Amazing, amazing. (laughs) I want Robin to gain additional proficient additional um, professions the same way anyone else would gain new proficiencies.
0: Oh, just unlocking memories
2: of yeah, yeah, yeah. the
3: job she had yeah, or new th- had and just oh, or new you know, things that she's learned to yeah. do in the veil. Yeah.
1: Ooh. I mean, honestly, that's why I think that Robin is gonna be the scribe. Or Ooh. if we get the chance to teach someone how to be the Robin is because who better <laughs> than the person who picks up all these different jobs who's had all of this life experience than than Robin to be the scribe? Well,
2: I don't know. I don't know if i've unveiled this yet in any of these on the air days but uh, I, at this point i think everybody has figured out robin's class mm. um you know as as she is she has her album her her photo book and she, i've been meaning to do this more and take more pictures but um every time she takes a picture she puts it in her book that, that, that the whole point was to like take pictures of experiences that could then be called upon basically in her spell book. She's remembering job experiences through the pictures of her album. Um, So she takes a picture of everything that might come in handy as an experience that she needs to look back on. So uh, it would be interesting to like look back at the pictures that that she has taken and maybe make a a new spell or something off of that. Or... Or we find
1: whoever is the current scribe, and you take a picture of them.
2: Ooh, done and done.
1: <laughs> so many plans we're hatching tonight.
2: It's I like it. it's like stealing someone's soul through the camera. It's like you, <laughs> your your experience and job is now mine.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's how we. This you sure you're not a warlock?
3: Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure there's not a pact of the photographer there <laughs> <happening>? <laughs> that's a fey pack i love it i was gonna fiend but could be either one <laughs> fiend or fay you could do an interesting photographer fiend or Fiend. Mm. oh i love Photography fiend oh okay Love it. For whatever reason, to the,
1: the camera and the taking of the pictures feels very fey to me, mm-hmm. it, but the actual pictures themselves feel fiendish. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's the picture Dorian Gray kind of thing that I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah.
0: I like that. Ooh, that can get schnasty at higher levels. I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, Polar, who knows how film develops under magical conditions? and what it might be capable of here. So uh, not only for for story and advancement and spell crafting sake, um, but also for the fan artists who want to draw the pictures that you take, please take pictures, absolutely.
1: Ooh, I wonder if Silas could make a roll of film. And as long as you take a picture before, however long it is before it disappears, the picture sticks around Ooh, like if your that's
3: interesting
1: picture magic could make the pictures stay
3: i think that
2: um i think that sounds like something deb would go for
1: <laughs> people in the chat are like we had questions and now this has just turned into a planning session <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's what happens when you get a bunch of dms in a yeah. room <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. is that what it's like as an always player i'm on the outside of those things so it's just like this you plan to throw your items uh like pokemon without the pokeballs at your enemies (laughs) and you plan uh
3: actually yes (laughs) it's basically what dming is yep
1: yep The more you know (laughs) it's dming without knowing the plan (laughs) i'm
0: from what I understand, that's typically called DMing.
3: <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's a lovely example of a spell that feel, and a mechanic, that feel a little different as a result of the modern flavor in children of airtay which hits so delightfully in cases like those and in other, tell me about the sand castle. And how you chose that this is just my transparent segue to asking what motivated of all of the things that uh what was it uh robin's remarkable residence <laughs> could have been why, yeah how, why did you choose that robin should be thinking of sandcastles that may or may not be destroyed by neb that uh, we, <laughs> we don't talk about beautiful sandcastle go
2: um you know it's funny because sandcastle when i was looking at the spell i was like how can i justify because i always try to justify the spells with an experience so um when i looked at like what would it what would a place that can be built by hand look like and is thinking about robin feeling like she misses the warmth of the sand and like you know thinking about how she used to build sandcastles on the beach as a kid or really what it was in my brain I don't think I said this but you know maybe Robin was used like maybe one time she won a sandcastle building contest or something you know um so that was the first thing that came to my mind um and then after I had made it I thought up a better idea uh, and maybe I'll be able to use this next time so I don't know if I'll uh, but I basically uh, Robin and Harold used to build forts in their living room pillow forts and so yes. even just as adults and I think that might might be what I do next time maybe each time it's something different um, That's
3: amazing.
2: but yeah so maybe next time the hut will look like a fort like a big pillow fort
0: this question comes from uh a member of our audience uh, sam to love how are robin and harold so goals
1: i feel like i should be taking notes every time i learn something new about their relationship
2: i, mm-hmm. I love them when you know once again you, you can just picture like what what's the most wholesome and you know a uh, sought after type of relationship you know and i just i just that's how i picture them you know like the the good old days when you found true love you know something special
0: it's so sweet and and to therefore follow up with perhaps a similar flavor uh as a palette cleanser we have a quick question uh from fool oops what's the best snack to have during gaming
1: what fuels these choices i have to make one choice
0: oh no uh i won't i will not so restrict you i'm indulgent
2: you know (laughs) it's it's tis the season and a lot of people aren't gonna like this answer but tis the season um i really like candy corn
1: <laughs> I, you know I'm here with you. You know I love candy corn
2: too. It's so we've easy been there to just, together. It doesn't make a lot of noise when you eat it. You know, it's easy to pop. It's just, you know, it just keeps you going. just a little bit of sugar, little sugar rush, and you're mm. good to go. yeah, that that'd be my choice.
3: My go-to for, you know, decades has been, those the, the sour rips that you get at Seven Eleven—they're like pieces of like uh, sour sour candy belts—and it comes in in two flavors in one pack. It's a little blue baggy. Yeah, that's that's been forever part of the the lineup for sure.
1: I cannot eat while I am playing because even even if it's offline, even if it's like a home game with friends and stuff, it's too much. Like, still a performance for me. So it feels weird. But afterwards, I am always starving. And if I can get a hold of anything peanut butter, that's my go to. Uh, even if it's just a spoon and the actual jar of peanut butter. But if it can be a peanut butter sandwich or if it can be a peanut butter and an apple, or yeah. But I'm not picky either. <laughs> I get done with a performance and I just, the, my partner has gotten very used to having a little spread ready whenever <laughs> I'm done with a gig.
0: Oh. Is that the same that you go for with concerts or is it different?
1: It's exact same. hundred percent. I cannot be thinking about eating uh, before or during like, uh, <laughs> but is it also peanut butter though? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Ooh, all right. It's all, all the same in my, in my weird little brain, it's all the same kind of performance. It's all the same kind of stuff. The only time I ate during a show, was years ago with marshmallows for uh, a recent character. So, but that was that was a character thing. Character marshmallows. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Of course, it's reasonable. Uh, premier crunchy. Oh, well,
1: either. Honestly, either. Excellent answer. Although I will say, if I'm gonna spoon right out of the the jar, I'd prefer crunchy. But otherwise, either will make me happy.
0: Little bit of texture, but let's mm-hmm. let's bring it into character then with a, a follow up and indeed a very serious question. Goodberry pancakes, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah.
1: If okay, that's an actual regret. If we still had the train and had the time, I think Neb would have totally experimented with all the Goodberry stuff that we wanted to make the Goodberry uh, pancakes, the Goodberry uh, muffins, Goodberry, insert other food here. Although it'd
3: baked- yeah. it would probably be a very
1: quick, yeah. I mean, with what was left on the train, it would have to be, and also with what her skills are, it would have to be a baked good of some sort it would have to be flour based. But yeah, if, if we had had the time and the wherewithal,
2: yeah. Goodberry croissant. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Thank you, chat. Um, now I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> but since they, they y'all started riffing, riffing and Deb instantiated, I should at least ask, quick poll, do you think, as Piffam insisted, Snallsberries are real in Lurulia, and if so, does that mean Rolldall was a scribe?
1: I yes to the first bit for me.
3: Agreed on that. Does that mean roll? I, I maybe I like the idea.
0: How else do you know about the snozberries?
3: I mean, I, I I like I like the idea of I kind of in now, now in my head there is a you know redacted franchise episode of style roll doll visits Lirilia and all that like the worlds create the inspiration for the stories thing um but um yes they're that that's that's sort of where I'm going is the idea that that those worlds inspire like I like the idea that stories are are a dialogue between the magical magical realms and are world because i love the idea that creativity and art are sort of this weird I'm very much on this tangent of like creativity and art being this thing that is many things at once and so the idea that that stories are kind of many things at once and many realms at once
1: i love that idea I mean, that that feeds right into the whole idea of, of the classic bard being the storyteller who's also basically the town crier. You know, you mm-hmm. went to the bards because they're the ones that knew the, the news of the day, but they wouldn't just tell you, you know, like a bullet point list. It would be a story. They would be entertaining about it. So absolutely, I'm there with you.
0: I mean, would you say perhaps that life might therefore be the most wonderful fairy tale? <laughs> Doesn't seem so off theme. Uh, but speaking a little bit of pivim cause I love PIVM so much. Y'all on behalf of the audience, thank you. You talked the NPC into staying on past the like, this is the difference between the video game and the tabletop, right? The video game, you can't make the NPC come with you into the like point of no return change of map zone Mm-hmm. and this time heaven did uh did it feel like you were breaking gm signals to persuade did you just really want to bring him and so you you figure worth a try talk to me a little bit about getting getting our uh wild shaping friend to come with us
1: i feel like if there were dm signals i missed them which could happen uh, also i feel like if if PIVM was absolutely not supposed to come with us there was going to be no argument that would have uh, persuaded at all um the only reason that neb tried was because the, argu- the the reasoning that she had was something that she believed which is this is a ch- really your better chance of getting home you know you've been here in this place for so many years let's try something else and if you stick with us now you're not alone in this search so yeah. so it was it it was an earnest this is this isn't just that Lauren wants Piven to stick around but this is like honestly Neb and Lauren think that this was a good idea um I mean I, I might be wrong about missing uh cues by
3: I no I, I agree and I think you know I think our group has enough ways to communicate with one another you know if that were really overstepping if we were if we were going you know past gm um, expectations and obviously deb is a phenomenal gm and will can can lay down those rules pretty Cle- like can make adjustments to make sure it's. It could have been a video
0: game if she wanted.
3: Yeah, um, and so I think that. Sh- I think the DC was probably pretty high, but I think we gave enough valid reasons to make it worthwhile to. To fit in story, so I, I don't. I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think we. We went past what was reasonable in that.
0: Does Mavis sincerely believe? as neb when mave made the infinite showers argument
3: oh absolutely mave was like well oh, that was that seemed to be the thing mave is very good at going oh this is the thing you like to do i'm going to be able to take that information and for pivum that was the thing that pivum was so excited by and where 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 is there more water than a world that's all water based mm. um Why not? So that seemed to be a very clear uh, negotiation strategy (laughs) in that moment.
0: Infinite showers. I mean, admittedly, probably persuade me to do just about anything on the promise of infinite showers. They're delightful. Uh, But it brought Pim to Tiver and it's brought all of y'all. And Lauren, you already mentioned that you're uh, excited, Neb's excited to explore basically everything. And yeah. like talked whales and all that good stuff. Uh, anything that that's particularly salient for all of your characters that you're looking forward to doing here, or like, what is the top of the proverbial quest log now that you are somewhere new? Uh, things that might you know be distracting or or any or uh, anything like that.
2: Not dying currently is okay. <laughs> at the top A of fan of that. <laughs> yeah. Of Robin's yeah, list at this nice. moment. Uh, but Robin definitely uh, wants to speak with the dead. that That's what she wants to do here. She definitely heard that and was like, oh, we need to do that.
0: Yeah, a little bit of distraction there, as I recall.
3: Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Um, I feel like we, we just don't even, or at least I don't want to speak for other people. Maeve doesn't know enough about this place yet to have a, a a a goal beyond what has been put in front of us so I I think the next goal for Maeve is find out more about this place like figure out what is available here what what does this world look like what are who are the peoples of this world um so much of what Maeve is always curious about is sort of social dynamics and power structures and things like that. Um, Even though she, you know, she even to herself, I think, doesn't uh, believe she's really that interested and tries to distance herself from it. But um, she, she is, she's very curious. And so that, that I think is the next, the next thing for her is like figure out where we are and what this place is about and what are the physics of this world. Cause clearly we're in a place where we can swim and breathe and talk and, you know, but we're underwater. And what does that, what, what else is cool and different here?
0: Lauren, anything, Dad?
1: I mean, besides talking to everything, um, I think this is a roundabout answer, but on top of wanting to talk to everything, I think the whole group still has some reservations about Ivy, but and I think that's that's fair. But at least in that moment where Ivy, trusted us to go off on our own in her world and go do a thing to neb felt like that was a sign of trust it's not you know gonna mend all all bridges
3: i know i know yeah Mm -hmm. see see, to me i'm like we have she has our oxygen tanks she has control of our oxygen tanks Mm -hmm. and can shut those off at any time i just think that it's a trap she just sent us right into a trap yeah. So, but why go through all that
1: trouble? Like, it seems like a really convoluted, complicated
3: trap, right? Because some people enjoy that toying with their food. <laughs> I don't and know. Um, and yeah. we, again, we just don't know enough. And yeah. we don't know enough about her in her original form oh you know, she she has to change be- a little bit before yeah. she was ivy we know that she gained a degree of humanity by living in erte um and we don't know who she was before that mm-hmm. and so finding out more about that you know she could have been a really benevolent ruler she could have been a tyrant and we just don't have any concept of that
1: no nope. i I totally agree uh
3: I'm so, I'm so wary of Ivy. I feel like I've, I'm overly wary of Ivy. No,
1: no, I, I think, really? I'm, I'm pretty wary of her too. It, it, Neb is way more, tr- I, I guess it's trusting. It's more on the face of things. She's she's willing to accept things on at face value. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, that, um, when she sent us off, that basically felt like it was for Neb Gare blanche to just go explore. Yeah, we've got a thing we're supposed to go do. We've got, you know, a world to save. But then after that, or even before that, maybe we should go talk to some whales. So it, it really did feel like, oh, the the person that was our chaperone just let us go run around the museum.
0: <laughs> what gives you all the bad IP vibes? I admit, I, I am a little just like Neb in that I will take things at face value. It's wonderful for getting surprised by twists in a story, by the way. But like very face value, what? Do y'all have a conscious sense of, of the vibes that you're picking up that lead you to distrust?
3: The insight checks I did on her where I could tell she was lying to us. <laughs> I mean, that, that I think is the, that is a big piece of it. And the fact that she ran. I mean. Yeah, the fact that she ran, and also um, the fairy tale book. I mean, if if the story we have been given um, is the Snow Queen, and Ivy controls ice, there are strong reasons to distrust her.
1: <laughs> See, it's interesting because all those things that you mentioned aren't, for Lauren at least... The thing that makes me really wary is how masterfully she is at evading the questions. Mm
0: -hmm. It's not that she
1: doesn't answer questions. It's that she's very good about giving an answer that doesn't necessarily give all of the information. Um, Neb sees that, but uh, believes that that's been because of time. That up until now it's been because of a lack of time to talk with her or a lack of ability to talk with her, and then even in this, these however long we took to uh, walk through her world, that there was just there's just not enough time. But Lauren is way more suspicious about the circles she was able to talk around.
3: Yeah, I, I also have some susp- suspicions related to the Julian history and that you know, battle um where he kind of threw himself over her. Um but but also just his sort of vanishing and becoming incredibly reclusive and that that all just seems so bizarre. It's um,
1: it's super bizarre. I have a I have a a theory about all of that, but I don't know how much I want to get into theory crafting yet. But I'll, I'll I, yeah. But I do, I have, I have a theory about that. That also ties into um, why we're getting the bad vibes from Ivy that aren't necessarily that she's evil because I, I, I do feel like she's a com- she is a complicated character. There's, th- I think she's way more than just, oh, she's evil and she's manipulating. I think there's
3: yeah. a bunch of
1: layers there. We already know that she was changed being an Erte And that it's very possible that now she's out of the mirror and back home that either that could be reversed or that'll stay with her even as she turns back into whatever she was. Um, My gut says that her and Julian really did love each other and that whatever happened in that battle, something went wrong and she is misreading it. Either he really did betray her or she's misreading it as a betrayal and she wants revenge.
3: I think he was protecting everyone else from her. Ooh. I think, I think that he, he shattered the mirror. I think he trapped her in the mirror and shattered the pieces and scattered them to keep her from doing stuff, I think that's why she's, I think that's the vibes we were picking up in the story that she told us. Hmm. And I think that the, I, I also, I, I'm not sure, but one of my, I, I know we weren't gonna talk theory crafting, but- Too late. I, I, I think there's something about maybe shattering the ability, like shattering being a scribe into multiple pieces and that maybe we each are a piece of that possibly. And that they want us all together because they need us all together to get because together we are the scribe, but separated. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. These are these are. But this we don't have enough information. We do to not lock any of this down. So
1: the the other thing that I was thinking about that actually this is something that Neb has kind of thought about that it was truly the two of them were in love. He was truly trying to protect her in that moment, something truly went wrong. And he knew uh, because Neb and I think I, I have some doubts. Neb is hundred percent that Julian is the one who basically created the puzzle that we've all had to go through Uh, because it's obvious that there was someone constructing all of this. Um, so yeah, I do. I do think if it was him, that we might be being uh, manipulated both to save her, but also to get rid of the other rulers because now we're powerful. All of these things have been tests, right? Tests of resolve, tests of power, test of focus, test of test of whatever. If we're powerful enough now that we've been able to free Ivy and destroy Tallrun then we're powerful enough to do a lot of overthrowing on behalf of the woman he loves.
2: It's true. For better or for worse. Ivy's realm was always like it is right now, broken and that is why she left. And now that she's back, she's blaming it on, on, on what is his name? Flores? Florin. Florence Florin, Uh, so that we will go and destroy them as well. And then,
3: you know, who knows? It's possible. It's just a manipulation. Maybe. Maybe. It'll
1: it'll be interesting if and when we are able to talk to other people of this realm. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Like even if she's telling the truth about what happened to her world and that what we're doing will fix it and then people will come back that could all be true. And then they'll come back and be like, well, yeah, of course she rules the world. And this is, this is all broken, but like, she was also ruling the world as a tyrant. She was also, you know, there, there could be two sides to that story.
3: Yeah. On the,
1: craft, one- on, the Erte, on the theory craft, not on the Arte. on the theory craft.
0: Well, I hate to tell you all, there's only one way to find out. And that is to tune in next week and watch uh, here on Demiplane at the same ruler time, same ruler channel. Thank you for all of your theory, crafting your revelations, uh, and your thoughts, uh, hope Jen and Lauren, uh, real quick, tell them one more time with that beautiful succinctness, uh, where the good people can find you starting reverse order with Jen.
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter or on, on socials as at DreamWisp um and I stream on Twitch as Jen. Lauren?
1: You know, I have a website that I should really use because I keep it updated. It's Lauren-Urban.com. <laughs> Go to there. It links to any of the socials that I'm active on. It links to any of the stuff that I'm doing. If you only want to see the things that I'm the most excited about, that's the most current, just go right to the front page, go to the bottom. You'll see three things I'm super excited about. Lauren-Urban.com. Nice. Um,
2: and I'm Hope LaVelle. You can follow me on the socials at the Hope TheHopeLaVelle. Uh, I think... The biggest thing I love to plug is you can watch me as a dungeon master on Misfits of Alsetta every Wednesday. We're back tomorrow after our little break uh, and we're in limbo and it's really awesome. And things are about to get real. So.
0: Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you chat. And until next time we're going off the air. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Verite. To learn more about Demiplane, visit Demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.